class, so we skipped school. <laughs> Chinese New Year was the day you skipped school. It was like the only, the funny thing is like, as a Chinese, it's like the only valid reason to skip school. Like if we're sick, no, you're going to school. But it's Chinese New Year's, okay, it's fine. Hello, welcome to Conversations with My Sister, a monthly podcast that gets my sister and I to keep in touch and talk about cultural works to catch our attention. I'm Athena. I'm Lavana. Thanks for joining us today. Chinese fusion. Fusion, yeah. So that was a New Year's dinner I had at a friend's place, and they had cooked a traditional dish from her husband's hometown. This is also Lavana and my first recording of a Skype call, and I had borrowed recording equipment, but unfortunately it didn't work out. So... Ours in one cracked pot because I'd burnt it on the stove while testing later. Lavana's very lo-fi Skype conversation recording function was what got us through the day. So without further ado, suddenly Happy New Year to all the friends who celebrate Lunar New Year Year from Mongolia and Korea to Singapore and Laos or wherever you are in the world. How professional. I know you're your pro- your professional setup. <laughs> it's like your little sound booth. I know <laughs> your your makeshift recording booth. Did you do that research? Uh yeah, well yeah, I mean I got random facts of my own. Okay. Oh good. Oh. All right. Actually, why don't you start with the fun facts today, then? Fun facts? What did you randomly find? Yeah. Well, what um, was your... I list? mean, besides, like, something that's not really a fun fact, but it's something I thought was very personally interesting, which is that, like, they now have, like, Chinese, like, Lunar New Year cell phone plan specials, and Purdy's Chocolate has, like, oh, man, we did not see this, but, like, Purdy's chocolate has like special like Chinese like New Year's chocolate boxes now. <gasps> you reminded me. Um, Canada Post has the cutest Lunar New Year ad on Facebook. So oh, random. Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, oh, Purdy's. Yeah, they're actually they're actually very nice. I know because mom bought two for me to give to my landlord. Wow. Yeah. Mom's become Chinese again. <laughs> I just think the Taipei 101 when it sets off fireworks looks hilarious cuz it looks like it's being incinerated. <laughs> And because this tower, the Taipei 101, is like, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like got, it's got staggered layers. Yeah. And so, and so they shoot the fireworks. Like, you can find pictures of this. Like, they shoot fireworks out of each of those layers. And the thing is straight. 
So it literally just looks as though it's being blown up. <laughs> oh man, I just Googled it. You're right. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Wow, they got like all out shooting fireworks from this building. Come to think of it, if you say, when do you think fireworks were invented? Because fireworks were not always a thing for Chinese New Year. When? Yeah. I feel like this is something I like knew at some point in my life, but <sighs> firecrackers. I feel like it was a lot longer than I think it is, or like a lot earlier than I think it is. Thousand something. In my the thousands. My yes. So okay, well. Then it's it's easy because you're def you're wrong. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> it was a it was reportedly invented around the ninth century, which is the eight hundreds, which situates us in the Tang Dynasty of China. So oh, it's man, one. Of the see, I knew it was earlier than I thought. Yeah. So so to give our listeners a bit of context, uh, the Tang Dynasty of China is one of the golden ages of China, uh, along with. Uh, the Han Dynasty and the Ming Dynasty, I would say, and the Song Dynasty for those who like culture. So, uh, but the Tang Dynasty is such a is such a high point in Chinese culture that I mean, Chinatowns, for example, are still called Tong and Gai. And one of the reasons they're called Tong and Gai is because for the large groups of Cantonese speakers, more more so in this case, um, Cantonese speakers will call themselves Tongyan. For example, they won't call themselves like say Hanyan, um, although now like you would call Eng in English you would call yourself Han Chinese, and in Mandarin in China you would probably call yourself Hanzu. So um, yeah, the the Cantonese really associate themselves with the Tang Dynasty, and and Cantonese actually traces this lineage you could say to the Tang Dynasty, but the history of migrations of of dialects in Chinese is for another day. So anyway, yes, fireworks in Tang Dynasty China and that uh, the, the latter the latter end of uh, Tang Dynasty China, where it came back into China as guns. Anyway, <laughs> history lesson. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't too far off. I said thousand. Oh. I think in, the other really interesting thing about Chinese New Year for for me is that is how the different types of Chinese will celebrate it. So, for example, mm. in the north, they'll celebrate it with dumplings. That's huh? actually one of my fun facts, because I remember being so thrown off when one of my Chinese friends talked about like how all she ate was dumplings, and I was like, what about like rice cakes, like the brown rice cakes and she was like what and I was like what <laughs> where yeah. where did you both have that mutual moment of you savage yes <laughs> and like it threw me off I think it threw me off more than her but I was just like I was so thrown off I was just like how do you not know this and she was like how do you not eat dumplings <laughs> like rice cakes <laughs> just like why dumplings <laughs> I think Tangyuan, so like uh, the little glutinous rice balls in, in mm -hmm. soup, uh, is 
I believe it's mostly universal now, at least amongst, you know, like the Huns and the Hun, the Hun Chinese of China. Those of us in the South, um, it would be lingual. So I think that's what you're calling rice cakes. Yeah. Why do you call them rice cakes? Because for, like, it's people know what rice cakes are. Like, if you say rice cakes, they're like, oh, okay. Well, at least in Canada now, like, most people understand what a rice, like, even if they don't imagine lingual, like, they get, like, the idea of, like, the texture and, like, what it roughly is. Well, that's because they're used to the Korean rice cakes. Which, yeah. Which always throws me off as well. I So whenever I look at the menu, just generally in restaurants, like, I mean, obviously everyone calls it lingual, so what else are you going to translate it as? But I'm just like, why don't you have a better word for it? We're not eating this for New Year's right now, we're just eating these pieces of dough. And so can you not give me another name other than New Year's cake? Because it's clearly not New Year's. Uh, so yes, I have a reversed, um, I have a reversed. Yeah, I mean, there was a period of time where like, yeah, I would just call like the Korean rice cakes. Like I'd just be like, oh, Korean lingo. But I thought that was really weird because you didn't eat them on New Year's. So then I, called them rice cakes and now that has just translated over where I also just call it go rice cakes because I don't like explaining it's just like I got really tired of telling people what go was that's that's hilarious that you've like reverse translated from like I guess it's like Korean lingo to Korean rice cakes to rice cakes for Chinese actual lingo yeah just like, ah, rice cakes. Okay, I can see that. That's true. I mean, when I say New Year's cake, it's not like it's very descriptive for people. But I guess I associate it more with, like, it's what you're supposed to eat for New Year's. So at least people understand that it's like a New Year's food. True. But I guess I'm going more for, like, so they actually understand, like, what it is I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, it's true. Are you gonna get Lingo? I already did. Just made it today. No. Not, like, just a bit. Whoa. You are so on top of your game. I need to go get it. I was, I was actually talking to, oh, so, like, yeah, that moves on to another food that, you know, a lot of, at least Southerners would eat would be lobako. Oh, yeah. So, so the thing, though, is that with lobako, it's actually very, very difficult to make well, and it's very, very laborious. Um, I was asking my friends where they would get, where the best lobako to them is, and all of them, like, unanimously looked at me, and they're like, the best one is made at home. And I'm like, yes, but I am one person, and if I was to, like, take a whole lobak, and, like, because you have to grate it. So you have to grate it, and then it has a lot of water. So you actually have to cook it a bit first, like in order to get rid of some of the water, and so it doesn't, you know, melt on you. So you have to grate a whole mountain of this, cook the whole mountain, and then you need to have exactly the right mixture of like lo mai fun and seed mai fun, so the glutinous rice flour and the the other rice flour that has no gluten, um, in order to like the glutinous rice flour sticks it together but the other rice flour balances it because if you only have glutinous rice flour like it's going to be this mass that has no form so so you have to make the right mix of rice flour and then you need to have your ingredients so for example like you're supposed to have your sausage you're supposed to have your scallop right 
Um, and then, and so you need to go get those things. And then like, like if you want to add other things like mushrooms and stuff like that, you'd have to get that as well. And so for me as one person to make that, that's like a, that's just like way too much effort. And it's not even just way too much effort. It's just actually way too much. So even if I, so if I made it like just even off the bat, off of one carrot, I'd probably make at least four. And my fridge is not even large enough to fit four. Oh, yeah, like, it's amazing how Popo used to make, like, 30 of them. Like, because she, she would, she would, I don't know if you remember this, but she would ration it out, like, so that she'd be like, okay, so, you know, like, this Google has this many people in the family, that Google has that many people in the family, and so she'd, like, literally calculate, like, what's the fair amount to give everyone. I did not know she did that, but I do, I will say, I do miss eating that. Do you remember Popo's like a festive food factory? Yes. It was just I, like I do know that. Like she was like you didn't need to look at the calendar. All you had to do was like know when like the Jongzi showed up. When like like the two different types of Jongzi, right? Like the little sweet ones and then mm-hmm. like the massive like sticky rice ones and then like the lobako for New Year's, and then I can't even remember what else, but, like, she was, like, our default calendar. Actually, there's, um, there's other, and there's, like, a whole slew of other goals that are no longer, like, so cakes, for lack of a better word, um, that I think a lot of people don't make anymore, so, for example, one of the ones that, like, our uncle really likes is called Meidaogo, like, a few years back, I, I got a slice, like, I got a slice because he brought it back. It's really good. Yeah, because Popo still made it a few years ago. Wait, what, what is it? Well, Mei Dao is like, it's a type of bean. Mm-hmm. And oh. so it's, yeah, so it's the goal that has that type of bean as a filling. In the same way that you'd have that for like taro or whatnot. Right. Yeah. Wow, do you like how we've talked for so long and we have not talked about Lysi and the Red Pockets? <laughs> Which yeah. I feel is like the highlight for most people that's true i guess that's what most people actually like know about it like even if they're not chinese so there's a term called taolaisi so in and it's actually a term that i've only learned since coming to hong kong because when we were growing up in canada like we wouldn't have gone out of our way to do this so taolaisi means that you go and you do your new year's greeting rounds and so in the past like you would take two weeks off because that would give you the opportunity to go and see your extended family, very close family friends, and wish them a new year, like a happy new year, and then to spend an afternoon together and play mahjong, etc. And so the tradition is that if you are married, for example, you need to give Lysi to whoever is still single. And elders will give it to the younger people and so and bosses will go give it to um obviously their their workers and but it could also be for their ex-workers as well so yesterday when i was visiting my old company people were asking oh are you going to be coming for the new year and i was like uh is there an event or something and they're like 
oh, well, wouldn't you want to come up in Taolaisi? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. I can just go and, like, basically go around and collect red pockets, which is what people do. Mm -hmm. So, like, oh, what am I missing out on every year? <laughs> yeah, apparently you've been missing out on a lot. <laughs> I know, I could have made a fortune off of $20 <laughs> Hong Kong bills. <laughs> Do you remember when mom used to come in and do like cultural lessons with everyone before Chinese New Year? So she'd actually teach yeah, everyone. I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I actually, I actually like that. I don't know. I just thought it was fun. Oh, that was, was awesome. Like, and she would like read stories. Yeah. Oh, that's true. She had like picture books and she'd read stories. Oh, is that why we have the Chinese New Year Illustrated, like, children's book? Yeah, I think, yeah, like, she had a couple, like, yeah, one was, like, about the lion dance. Oh, and then I... she would, like, go out of her way to, like, pack up red envelopes with um, chocolate dollars, chocolate loonies. Oh my gosh, you are right. Yeah. Ah, no, and mom also brought in all of the, um, all of the, the Chinese sweets. Like, she brought in the, the, the tray, you know, like, with the... Yeah. Yeah, um, she, she did that too, but, you know, everyone was excited about chocolate. <laughs> everyone was excited to get their, like, little, their little run licey. Yeah. Yeah. Still, sorry, I'm still trying to find that illustrated book. Uh, I mean, I don't, I just remember that mom read books. I don't actually remember what book. The last time I looked for this book, it also took me 10 minutes, which is eons in research time. Yeah, that's a long time. I had to try every, like, every single, like, opti like, keyword search. And I mean, this is my job, too, which goes to show how difficult it was to find. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> That book was actually written and um, illustrated by uh, by a Chinese Canadian. It was actually written by a Western dude, which I take issue with. But the <laughs> but the illustrator is um, is a Chinese Canadian from Manitoba. Oh, yeah, isn't it cool? He's like an artist. Um, who does like these beautiful oil paintings? So I that's why I'm trying to find the name. And this is when I was like, I feel like it was like grade one, two. Like I feel like, kind like preschool to about grade two, she went pretty all out because I'm pretty sure she made or like, I think up until grade one during around that time, like when she came in to read the books, I would she would also like make me wear like. I guess, like, traditional clothes. Oh, mom dressed you, like, as a little Chinese doll? Yeah, I remember. When I did... didn't mind them. They were actually quite comfortable. Actually, yeah, no, I, I do remember that, because they're, like, because I'm pretty sure mom had nice ones made, so I think, and it wasn't just really comfortable, it was super warm. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I didn't mind wearing it, like, it was... It was nice. Yeah, super warm and, and, and light. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah, mom went like pretty all out. I wonder if she still has those. You know, she's for some silly reason still has a um, Japanese. Uh, I'm losing my vocabulary. What's the word for like a Japanese like, like what what would a, J- a Japanese geisha wear? Like a kimono. Yeah, she has a Japanese <laughs> kimono, like the orange <laughs> one. You know what I'm talking about? No. I'm pretty sure. I had it before I could even fit it. And then it was just always hanging there in my closet. Um, and I just never, I, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever worn it. Maybe. I mean, if it's like a proper kimono, like I can see why, like. Yeah. It, it, does it, she even know how to put it on you properly? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But she has it, and it's, like, freaking elaborate, and it's orange. I don't understand. I feel like that was a lapse in judgment for my mom. Yeah, orange. Orange. (laughs) I think it was her dream to have me wear it. (laughs) I'm, like, a very disappointing daughter. I I I mean, I think, I think... Both of us were, I think. I mean, (laughs) like, she definitely got to try a bit more with me for a bit longer, but like. (laughs) Uh, Mom had all these grand dreams of like dressing us up and just never worked out for her. Okay, this is really sad. Because I have even found the illustrator and I cannot find his book. Oh, David Bouchard. Found it? Yes, he was literally the last person in that list on Canadian children's books author. The last face on that list. But he was on the list. And the reason that the book didn't show up was because it seems like the illustrator that I'm remembering is the wrong one. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the reason I had to find this book was because this was it back in like 1997 so the first book that he had written that was Chinese related is called The Great Race so it's the one that is about how the zodiac signs came to be oh that one I remember that one isn't it a beautiful book yeah we had so many like Chinese cultural things that were brought into the school but not you know by very much by the parents Um, and so it would be like, yeah, every year for, I mean, everyone in the school knew about Chinese New Year because we did a celebration and because, yeah, like now that you've reminded me, like mom used to make all these preparations. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I feel like we must've had a party. She must've ordered Fan or something even. Yeah. Like I, I, I do remember. I feel like everyone has tried Lingo. 
I think. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I was gonna say, I was pretty sure, like, one year she brought in Zinko for people to eat. Yeah. So, like, you know, we shared the Lingo. We had, like, yeah, like you said, Lysi. She, she read stories. We had candy. We definitely did fight. Trip. I remember that she actually taught the class how to do the paper cuttings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember? Like, so, I mean, everyone had at least tried to. She And mom was actually so creative because, I mean, the way that she taught people to do Fai Chun was not to do the characters. It was became and then she would draw a fish. Mm. She would draw like an, a, a mandarin for thai gut because her gut is yeah. like mandarin and then she would draw um, a lei instead okay. of getting you to write it. Yeah, actually, I think I do remember this. Yeah, so we, like, for the longest time, like, in my mind, Fai Chun was not characters, it was, like, pictures. Yeah. Yes. The fruit one, I remember. <laughs> I don't think she managed to do, to make up something creative for Gong Hei Fa Choi, though. You know, everyone says Gong Hei Fa Choi. I don't think it's in our family that much. Or at least I have consciously not said it to people. I will say... You know, Sunday by law, Sunday There's so many things that you can say. Yeah. Like I think I do say it, but like yeah, it's like kinda like the third or fourth thing, you know. It's definitely not the first thing I say. Yeah, I think it, it like yeah, I think when I do hear it or like yeah, if it's first, it always kinda like throws me off. I'm just like, wait, that's what you're gonna say first? <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, on the other hand, I love Fai Chun. Like, I really like learning all of the different expressions. And I, one of the things that, like, for example, if you were in Asia is um, they usually make up new ones or or I don't know that they make up new ones, but like they will have ones that are catered for the zodiac sign of the year. Oh. So, like, for example, um, say, like, let's say... Oh, I'm trying to think. So it would be something like Mali, ma ma ma. So like Mali, and then there's like a, a a appropriate description that would fit like the character of the horse, for example. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like, and it's not your typical just like Long Ma Sing Sun for like the year of the dragon or the year of the horse. It would be something else. Yeah. Are you gonna do anything with friends? No, probably, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, none of my, yeah, haven't talked to them about it, so probably not. I'm guessing not. Especially oh. since, like, actual Chinese New Year's falls on, what, like a Tuesday? But it lasts for two weeks. You can do it over the weekend. I don't know. We'll see. Just have a dumpling day. Convert to the north, Mui. It just doesn't feel right. Dumplings are never gonna feel right. <laughs> so territorial. <laughs> it's just not the same. Actually, what my the other thing that like I sort of wish Chinese New Year would be a bit different. Um, and in this case, I feel like a little bit more like Christmas is that I feel Christmas is um, more open to bringing friends, whereas Chinese New Year is typically a very family-oriented thing. 
Yes, that's true. And and so in addition, or I don't know if this is like a Cantonese family oriented thing, like if people would just you know invite more people over and chill, that would be really nice. Uh, what are? Oh wait, let's leave off. How many more fun facts do you have? Um. Okay, my list consisted of. Actually, that's. Yeah, no, that's it. I think we pretty much hit on everything. Ah. Uh, okay. That sounds like a. I guess that sounds like a wrap then. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to hear your experiences as well. Please leave us a comment on iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're your co-hosts, Athena and Lavana. You can also find us on Twitter to continue the conversation. See you next time! I feel like we can actually cut out a separate one, like a mini-episode just on mom, given our commentary. I feel like that was a highlight. <laughs>